We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. And I know right now you are saying to yourself, oh, wait a second, Bobby. Uh, how come we're uh, doing the uh, weekend cup? They're, they're saying uh, it's Friday and it's only Thursday. Well, tomorrow, of course, is uh, the day we recognize as the 4th of July holiday. So, hey, what the heck? Let's pretend. Let's go ahead and bang the drum. Everybody, here we go. Uh Uh-uh. I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drum all day. I don't want to play. I just want to bang on the drum all day. Uh huh. Never happened to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> That's right. I just want to bang on the drum all day. Well, since uh, tomorrow is a day, Friday, when we recognize the 4th of July holiday, even though it doesn't actually fall until Saturday, we figured we'd go ahead and kick the weekend off because a lot of people will be off tomorrow. Great to have you along. Here we go. Getting underway with the 5 o'clock follies on the Bobby Mac Show. And as always, uh, as we do on Friday, it is the free-for-all, and we're pretending today is Friday. So feel free. Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Just grab the phone. Use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307. And my email address, bob at 1063word.com. Today, the second day of uh, July, of course, and a big day in history that the uh, DNC, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, all the rest, they don't want to remind you of. Uh, Well, they do, but only with partial history. See, it was on the 2nd of July, 1964, that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was signed into law by LBJ, President Lyndon Baines Johnson. Uh, What you never hear the Democrats talking about is that more Republicans 
as a percentage voted for the Civil Rights Act than Democrats did. Now, it's true, while the Landmark Act received a majority of support from both parties, a greater percentage of Republicans voted in favor of the bill. In fact, if you go back through the 1950s and the 60s, Republicans were generally more unified than Democrats in support of civil rights legislation, as many Southern Democrats consistently voted in opposition. Uh, the, uh, the question was posed at the uh, Atlantic website a while back. What if the moderate Republicans of the late 1950s and early 60s had aggressively owned the civil rights agenda and rendered the cause of racial justice a bipartisan concern? Uh, as a matter of fact, they did. As the civil rights movement gained momentum in the 50s and 60s, the federal government passed a number of civil rights bills, four of which uh, were actually named the Civil Rights Act. Of the four passed between 1957 and 1968, Republicans in both chambers of Congress voted in favor at a higher rate than Democrats in all but one case. Republicans often had fewer vote totals in support than Democrats due to the substantial majorities Democrats held in both the House and the Senate. And during this period, of course, the South was a Democratic stronghold that consistently resisted the civil rights movement with the leadership of the Dems. And by 1956, many Southern members of Congress signed the Southern Manifesto, voicing their opposition to the 1954 Supreme Court case, Brown versus Board of Education, which declared that segregated public schools were unconstitutional. Originally proposed in 1963 by former President Kennedy, the bill ended segregation in public, in public places and made employment discrimination illegal. So the House passed the bill after 70 days of public hearings and testimony, 290 to 130. The bill received 152 yes votes for Democrat, 60% of their party, 138 votes from Republicans, 78% of Republicans. These percentages include four vote categories, yay, nay, present, and not voting. In the Senate, the bill faced uh, strong and organized opposition from uh, Southern Democrats like Richard Russell, Strom Thurmond, uh, Robert Byrd, who, by the way, was a member of the Klan, William Fulbright and Sam Irvin. Uh, they launched a filibuster that lasted, lasted 57 days. So, you know, you rarely are going to hear the, uh, the Democrats talk about the fact that on a percentage basis, and as I said, Democrats had uh, substantial control of both houses of Congress, but on a percentage basis, more Republicans voted for it than did uh, Democrats. 13 after 5 here on the Bobby Mac Show. So a little page from history for you. Uh, let's go back to the phones, go to Simpsonville, and bring in Stephen here on the program. Hi, Stephen, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Bobby. How are you today? Yes, sir. Fine and dandy. Thank you. Good. Well, I was going to give you a little background, a little story here in regard to the mask-wearing business, because yeah. uh, I've not been wearing a mask and had some debates about that from time to time. But I'm rethinking my 
my theory, and I wanted to tell you about what I witnessed the other day. It's actually a couple yeah. of weeks ago now. Okay. So I was uh, about to cross over a smaller road across to cross over Woodruff. This is a place where there's a traffic signal, and uh, people come from, from both directions. There's a turn arrow to be able to turn across Woodruff Road with all the traffic out there. Gotcha. So I've got a red light waiting for traffic in front of me to turn left, and I'm patiently waiting. And then my light turns green, and there's a car that comes around on what had to be a very yellow light as it started its turn. And then behind it was another vehicle that also turned in front of me on a clearly very, very red light. But the guy driving the car by himself, this older gentleman, had on a mask and some gloves. And I was thinking he was scared of the COVID, so he's wearing a mask and gloves. But apparently mm-hmm. that'll protect you from driving like a fool and running red lights. So we'll help you <laughs> in that regard. Maybe they're worth wearing. <laughs> yeah, there is, uh, there's only so much protection that you can get uh, through these devices. Who was it? Uh, Einstein, I think, that said he didn't know why they call it common sense because it's so uncommon. Exactly. I had to laugh at that, so I thought I'd pass it along. I appreciate it, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah, and, and uh, it's sad, but uh, as you may have noticed, uh, for many uh, upstate drivers, uh, red lights are kind of merely a suggestion. You know, you might want to, yeah, typically you see a red light, uh, the inclination of upstate drivers, uh, floor it. Get, get through the light before it's totally red. And, uh, you know, cross your fingers, you're not going to get T-boned in the intersection. Quarter after five here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a quick break here and then right back with more as we cruise on here on the equivalent of the Friday free-for-all on the Thursday before Independence Day. Be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, bumper to bumper, here on the uh, Thursday leading into the 4th of July. Bobby Mack Show at uh, 521. Let's uh, head back to the phones this afternoon, go to uh, the land of the big peach, Gaffney, next, and uh, bring in Ron on the show. Hi, Ron. How you doing? Doing well, Bobby. Excellent. Yes, sir. Still there, Ron? Oh, cell phone dropped out. Yeah, hit one of those uh, black holes. Oh, you can't say that. That's racist. Hit a uh, an, an uneven spot in the uh, cell phone coverage. That's all right. Give me a call back, Ron, and we'll get you right back on. In the meantime, uh, Greer, the next destination, and J.D. is next up. Hey, J.D., how are you on this Thursday? 
I'm doing wonderful. If I can get through this last job, I'll be on vacation. Oh, sweet. Yep. Um, Yeah, I put in for five and got ten days off, so that works out great. Not too Um, shabby. I want to say, me me and you are in the wrong business, Bobby. Really? Here's why. Yes, sir. I got some numbers on the coronavirus test. Gotcha. Each each test costs $130, okay? Okay. The lady said it takes her two minutes to do one test. So she could do 30 per hour. So that's $3,900 an hour. Per day, she can do $31,200, providing she does take a lunch or she doesn't work over. That's just on an eight-hour period day. So for a month, it's $967,200 a month. I think, I, think your assessment is, uh, I think your assessment is correct, J.D. We are in the wrong business. Yeah, I mean, a million dollars a month, uh, I think I could live on that. Yeah, I could struggle by on, uh, how much was it, Thirty-one grand. Yes, sir, 31200 a day. So I think, how much coffee could you do on that, Bobby? Yeah. I wonder if this is, uh, I guess that's setting aside uh, the money that's received from the government for every positive COVID-19 death. So uh, we've got to add got even it. more to the bottom line here, don't we? That's right. This is just a, just a low, bow number, you know, just the bottom number gotcha. that people have to pay for the test. Yeah, so. starting point, so to speak. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Have a good fourth, Bobby. You too. Thank you, J.D. Hope you have a safe Independence Day. Uh, 43% of all Wuhan flu deaths in the U.S. are residents or employees of nursing homes or other Long-term care facilities. Now, did I just pull this number out of thin air? No, this is from uh, the gray lady of journalism, the New York Times. 43% of all Wuhan flu deaths in the U.S., residents or employees of nursing homes. Uh, By the way, did I mention the Times failed to mention that uh, Governor Cuomo ordered New York nursing homes to accept Chinese flu patients from hospitals. That was a good idea. Then he later claimed the CDC told him to do it. And the CDC said, no, we didn't tell him to do that. Uh, Nursing homes, meanwhile, account for just 11% of all COVID-19 cases in the U.S. Okay. 43% of deaths, 11% of cases by state. Uh, These facilities are at the top of the list, uh, accounting for 80% of COVID-19 deaths in New Hampshire. Rhode Island, Minnesota tied at 77%. Connecticut, 73% of deaths linked to nursing homes. And uh, if you're looking, by the way, at the top, how many are listed here? 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14. The top 16 states... That does not include the Palmetto State. Okay. Just thought, uh, yeah, I thought you might find that uh, interesting. 25 after 5 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Yesterday, as you may recall, we talked about Governor Henry McTaxter uh, in his uh, COVID-19 briefing yesterday. Uh, you got to wear your mask. If we're going to make South Carolina butter, you got to wear your mask. And uh, 
interesting because both uh, McTaxter and the governor of Georgia referenced college sports being threatened by uh, COVID-19. There was an interesting piece today, uh, a commentary from a gentleman named Sean Harsey, the end of college and professional sports. He wrote, American professional and major college sports is a creation of the 20th century. It's dying in the 21st. Greed by players and owners, the public's elevation of the uniquely athletic to a status reserved for royalty, owners' belief that public money and tolerance is endless, players' belief they can impose their morality on fans and make demands on them based on their super status as athletes are all leading to the steady erosion of spectator sports, uh, one of the driving factors that has support uh, has uh, sports now on life supports. Uh, and he points out the social justice trend of athletes using these outrageously expensive taxpayer-funded stadiums as a place to insult patriotic fans and American veterans to their faces during the national anthem only adds painful insult to injury for beleaguered fans who just want to simply watch a game. It's become impossible for many fans to enjoy a game when force-fed demonstrations of hatred for their country. Now, college sports have come a long way from the early days when students on campus had athletic students play athletic students from another university at some game, and the campus all came out to watch. Student recruitment and school, uh, scholarships based solely on the ability to play a sport raise the level of competition and the level of interest. In light of the billions in revenue from TV, merchandising, licensing, and other income streams, college athletes and their advocates have demanded they should be paid in addition to the benefit they receive in full-ride scholarships. Just as social justice gestures have crept into professional sports, with players making a show of disrespect for the American flag, college athletes have taken it to the next level. A few weeks ago, Oklahoma State University football coach Mike Gundy was seen in a photo from a fishing trip wearing a T-shirt with One America News Network's logo on it. That is a conservative news outlet. Oklahoma State running back Chubba Hubbard saw the picture and declared his refusal to play football. So the coach immediately issued a video apology for wearing a T-shirt on his own private time that had the logo of a TV network of which a player disapproves. At that point, uh, essentially, the blueprint was set for the future of college sports. It was clear athletes are now running the show at the college level. Athletes who come and go, many are teenagers, emotional from diverse backgrounds, high on the ego-boosting drug of worship by fans and recruiters, the speed with which Oklahoma State caved to the personal opinion of a single player over a T-shirt guaranteed the same drama would be repeated elsewhere. Universities are in a no-win situation, and it would be interesting to see how they handle demands and boycotts by athletes as this trend takes off. It's not good, and now we've got... Uh, both the governors of uh, South Carolina and Georgia warning, hey, you know, you want college football to come back, uh, you had better obey our commands. Well, your mask. 529 here in the Bobby Mack Show. Little Annie's ready to go in the news center. Today's edition of ATF 
is on the way next. Yep. Coming up this weekend, the 244th anniversary of the independence of America. And one way or another, we will get to uh, our 245th, whether Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and the rest of them like it or not. Uh, it is uh, 23 before 5 o'clock here on the Bobby Mac Show on this Thursday. And, and time for Gary Good Voice. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Bob McClain presents Amazing, Amazing, True, True Facts. Thank you, Gary. Here we go with ATF and joined, as always, by the Bobettes, Miss Moneypenny behind the board in the studio. Howdy, y'all. Pushing the buttons and twisting the knobs and all that stuff. And little Annie in the news center greetings and salutations you uh, ladies uh, ready for uh, the fourth of july weekend i am Got sure the, uh, big big plans uh, for the fourth no <laughs> no no not really no. do you no. yeah take it in now my, well uh, there's a big golf tournament tomorrow the red white and blue golf tournament over at pebble creek not fun and i'll be playing in that money penny i know is going to be blasting fireworks all over the planet that's true yes yes Yes, yes. <laughs> so, big booms. Uh, big booms. There you go. Uh, kind of curious. What percentage of people say they are proud to be an American in 2020? Oh, okay. In America? Mm-hmm. How many of them, uh, how many people, what percentage of people say they are proud to be an American? Ever the optimist, I'm going 85. That's uh, pretty close. That's not bad. Seven in 10, actually. Huh. Uh, 70%. Uh, a mere 8% said they were not proud at all. Mm. Yeah, But, you know, they're thoroughly indoctrinated. Meantime, here we go with uh, our ATF stories for today. A carjacker in Santa Cruz, California, tried to run from the cops on Tuesday, <laughs> ended up driving off a cliff into the ocean. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. He somehow survived and started climbing back up the cliff before cops arrested him. Oh, my gosh. This happened on <laughs> Highway 1, which has a bunch of curves. A woman who saw him speed by said he was going way too fast, like 100 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. Here's, uh, here's what she said. It could be that he just couldn't make the corner. That's why I went over the cliff. I don't know if that was intentional. That would make a lot of sense because you have to go like 10 miles an hour to go around this curve. He was going uh, about 10 times faster than that, about 100. Uh, by the way, that background noise you heard there in the audio, that's the ocean. Okay. Holy cow. I've driven one, and there are some steep cliffs. Yeah, there are. It's scary. Now, how he survived it and then climbed yeah. back up. You think... Uh, as we say, <laughs> alcohol may have been involved. It bounced. Wow. Speaking of uh, alcohol being involved, a bar in England that was named after a slave trader, and we can't have that. I, I don't know how many people even knew this guy had been a slave trader back in the 17 or 1600s, whatever it was. Mm. Anyway, the bar has temporarily changed its name. 
The uh, the new name is Ye Old Pubby McDrunk Face. <laughs> it's not bad. They say they actually. <laughs> they say they're going to consider other suggestions for for the new name for the bar. But for right now, uh, join me at uh, Ye Old Pubby McDrunk Face. I think they ought to leave it at that. Frankly. I love it. 22-year-old Amazon driver in Detroit said, that's it. That's enough. I'm out of here. Quit in the middle of his shift the other day. Left his Amazon delivery van at a gas station. <laughs> He'd had it. He told a reporter there were just too many packages to get through, and uh, he was sick of it. There he is. If you fed up with your job, you just got to be fed up with it. it. It was immature and irresponsible on my end, but at, at the same time, enough is enough. So I just got irritated. And I went on Twitter. I go on uh, social media to vent my problem. It was days where I had to deliver 158, 212, and they just kept going up and up. And uh, he said, that's it. Uh, too much stuff. Not going to do it anymore. Well, another social distancing fright, a uh, fight, I should say. Well, fright and fight. Uh, broke out in a restaurant in Little Rock, Arkansas, Saturday. Uh, they started yelling, uh, and then the guys they were with got involved after the two women. Uh, got, well, listen for yourself. It's escalating. It's escalating. Uh, Got to stay six feet away from me. Wow. Uh, nobody arrested, fortunately. Nobody seriously hurt. Meantime, a woman in Minnesota was in a nasty crash last month. Bunch of random people uh, stopped to help her and uh, save her life, including uh, a nurse named Rachel Taylor who stopped to help. She was uh, heading home from her own wedding, and she got out of her car to, uh, to help, as she's a nurse, uh, wearing her wedding dress. <laughs> the photo of it is uh, going viral. Here we go. Just a lot of double-taking and thinking, well, that's, I haven't seen that one before. If I was going to my wedding, I still would have stopped and pulled over. The victim had a, a wound that was pretty bad. The bystanders had helped to control the bleeding on that quite a bit. Uh, which was very helpful. I think there was a good mix of people there that were able to kind of come at all angles to provide the things that she needed. Gosh, we need more selfless people like that in this time, don't we? I've always kind of had the mindset that if I did come across an accident, I was going to get out and help, and this just happened to be the day that it happened. Yeah. Just a lot of... Good Samaritan, you know. It is kind of unusual looking. How come a woman in a wedding dress is over there giving CPR? I don't get this. Here comes the bride. <laughs> and uh, with all the uh, bad news uh, going around, oh, and by the way, Money Penny, if you will, keep the uh, Forbes magazine uh, report about uh, robots and uh, re keep that one handy too. I'm going to stick that in here as well. Uh, it's it's hard to find some uh, really good news these these days. This this story we found though, and we wanted to share. Family was on a fishing trip in Wisconsin. They saw a young bear in the water uh, that had a plastic jug stuck on his head. So they maneuvered their boat next to the bear and uh, pulled the jug off. Here's what it sounded like. Uh -oh. 
Get up there, get up there, get up there. This way, slow down. Slow down. No, and slow down. Slow down, slow down, way down. Can't let him get out short, we won't let it get it off. Yeah, and we won't, just don't want him crawling in here either once to get it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Yeah, go. We saved our little bear. Good job, buddy. That's Swim happy. <laughs> this has been a night. Yeah, that, that was nice. Yay. And after they got the uh, jug off the bear's head, uh, the bear swam safely to shore. Finally today in uh, ATF, Forbes magazine reporting that China, as uh, President Trump said, China, China, <laughs> China has opened a restaurant operated completely by robots. Swell. They're uh, testing it here in the U.S. Do you have to tip robots anyway? <laughs> Uh, they are conducting tests here in the U.S. Let's listen in. You don't have it? Well, hang on just a second. Oh, I can't play it from over here. You know what, though? Hang on just a second. Yeah, I, can, I can fix this. I can fix this. <laughs> One second. Because it, uh, it is kind of entertaining. Here we go. Ba-ba-bum. Yeah, I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, To the uh, email right quick. You guys just uh, talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) yeah, that's appropriate. Uh, Here we go. Whoops. Insert. Insert attachment, please. Insert a little bit behind the baseball here, folks. <laughs> this is usually what happens before the show. There you go. Yeah, inside baseball. Yeah, this usually is taken care of substantially earlier in the day. <laughs> and uh, it is now, even as I speak, as soon as it downloads. There we go. Yay. It is It is on its way. Uh, do I want to send this message, uh, send this without a, without a subject? <laughs> yes. Because yeah. Money Penny knows what to expect. It yeah, is, how uh, long will it take it is to get here? on its way. Well, it has to go to Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, yeah. to corporate, <laughs> and then it has to come back to you, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, when we get okay, done with it. I got it. There you go. Yeah. All of this, it's only 33 seconds. <laughs> right, 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 right. It took us three times that long. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forbes magazine reported that China has opened a restaurant operated completely by robots, which they are now testing here in the U.S. Let's listen in. <laughs> oh, now it's got to play. Excuse me, waiter, there is a fly in my soup. Did you order the special? Yeah? <laughs> it was supposed to be a butterfly. Pardon me, waiter, there's a oh. fly in my soup. No, sir, that is a cockroach. The fly is on your steak sandwich. Uh, excuse me, there's a fly in my soup. That is not possible. Why is that? The chef used all of them in the raisin bread. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see this is uh, going to be... Uh... Wait, we waited all that time for that. Yeah, we did. Uh, but uh, hey, you know, modern technology, it's, it's on its way. It's on its way. <laughs> they do Here, look like raisins. You know, they robot waiter. They Here hurt is. when you ride the motorcycle. They hit you, though. Here is your check. <laughs> Don't forget to leave a tip. There you go. <laughs> 
a dozen minutes before six. Not a moment too soon. That's the end of uh, ATF for today and our inside baseball on how Bobby and the Bobettes work in unison. (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> Welcome back. 5.53 now, 7 before 6. For people who may rec- not recognize that uh, bumper music, uh, Miss Bunny Penny, uh, you want to inform them uh, what that song is? It is Our House by Madness. There you go. And uh, and Our House. Mikasa, Sikasa. Suka. Well, uh, Sukasa. Well, you know, My House is Your House. Whatever that uh, whole thing is. <laughs> is, this, is it the end of the week yet? Uh, thank goodness. In, in on the uh, text line, 71307. Uh, Bobby, about the bride who stopped for the auto accident, uh, did she leave the groom at the church? No, I think she was on her way to uh, the wedding at the time. Have a wonderful fourth celebrating Independence Day from Barbara. Thank you, Barbara. Appreciate that. Bobby, that scuffle, uh, the restaurant in Little Rock, demonstrates the hysteria of the Wuhan virus, the Amazon driver demonstrates why I am in fear for our nation's future. Yeah, don't you at least, you know, finish the deliveries and then take the truck back and say, hey, I'm sorry, but I've had enough. Park it at a convenience store and post on social media that you quit? Okay. Uh, Bobby, to answer today's poll question, police may need some reform, but the mainstream media needs major reform i would agree hey bobby by the way that uh, chubba hubbard guy from oklahoma state is from canada not even an american citizen uh bobby so how many of these nursing home residents would have passed away anyway or from another virus i mean let's face it the life expectancy in one of these uh, nursing homes can't be very high Uh, Bobby, this weekend, Independence Day weekend, may be a good time to watch The Patriot, John Adams, the HBO miniseries. By the way, that's uh, the theme music we use for the show is the theme from that John Adams miniseries. Uh, The Longest Day, Battle of the Bulge, and Patton. And and if you haven't seen uh, the uh, the updated uh, version of uh, some, uh, what the heck was it? Um, oh, geez, there's another one I was trying to think of. It'll come back to me in a minute. Oh, here's another uh, text message from my pal Joe Biden. Hey, Billy, he always calls me Billy. <laughs> hey, Billy, just wanted to wish you a merry 4th of January. 
May a Tooth Fairy and Easter Bunny bring you, well, you know, the thing. Sincerely, Senator Joe Biden. Gotcha. Uh, Bobby, what you were talking about earlier is exactly why MLK was a Republican. The Republicans fought like uh, cats and dogs to push that bill through. Uh, Bobby, I want you to know that I appreciate how kind you are to all your callers, even those who are obviously challenged intellectually, logically, or otherwise. You are a true gentleman from Joan. Uh, thank you. And patience is not my long suit, but I, uh, I try. Uh, Bobby, I would have supported the owner of Tanner's until he apologized. Why do people open their big mouths to come back and say, I'm sorry? Well, y- you find yourself in a position where you feel like that's all you can do. But, of course, it's not going to do any good because there's no forgiveness from these uh, mortal sins that uh, BLM objects to. One more to go. Bonus hour is still ahead here on the Bobby Mack Show. See you back on the other side. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.